You're listening to the Summer Camp Music Festival Podcast with your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Ahoy, campers! Welcome back to episode two of the Summer Camp Music Festival podcast. I'm your host, Camp Counselor Derek. Now, if you listened to the first episode, and I hope you did, we gave you a basic overview of the festival. We're going to do a little bit more of that this week, and then in future podcasts, this intro will be more about news and notes, and uh, we'll have some stories that people can tell. Um, And I encourage you, the listeners, to send in your stories. Uh, You can always get a hold of me at podcast at summercampfestival.com. That email will make its way to me. Now, I'd be happy to hear stories that you have. If you want to go ahead and, and record voice memos on your phone, you could upload them to Dropbox, send me a link. I'd love to have clips from people telling their stories of camp because... Uh, summer camp is just as much about the fans as it is about the bands and the vendors and so send in your story about summer camp again that's podcast at summercampfestival.com now if you did listen to the first podcast you know we gave you a a very broad overview of the festival talked about some of the bands that are going to be there now, you could probably make a drinking game out of the number of times I responded fantastic to Camp Counselor Nick the, in the, that interview, uh, but, you know, live and learn. And so I think I also failed to mention that there's an RV camping section with and without electricity. Uh, there's a couple other things I didn't really uh, focus on with the VIP when I talked about that, and, and we'll get more into that a little bit later in this podcast. Uh, For now, I'm just going to give you a little more overview on the festival. Uh, We're going to start off by talking about the stages. And seriously, FYI, you guys, this is not an excuse to get out of your regular activities. This is an excuse to do some good musical theater. So be prepared, be enthusiastic, and leave your bullshit attitude and baggage at the door, because we don't need it! Now, there are two, what I would call, main stages. There's the moonshine stage, um, has kind of a, a sloped hill, and and that would be where uh, usually where most of the big names would play, um, with the exception of Trey. I believe Trey has played on the Sunshine stage before. Now the Sunshine stage is what I would call uh, a close second main stage. Uh, it's where Umphreys play, and they often alternate with Mo playing on the Moonshine stage. Uh, as I said, Trey Anastasio Band has played on that stage before. I, I, would, I would say there's two main stages, and those are the Moonshine and the Sunshine stage. Uh, you've also got the Starshine stage. I would call that the third biggest stage. And uh, then we have the Camping stage. Now, the Camping stage uh, has, has moved over the years, and, it, and it's currently in the woods in the middle of, of the camping um, that stage does cut off at a reasonable hour, so people can get some sleep in that area. And there's also the campfire stage. Now, the campfire stage is right near the main entrance. It is also near the Red Barn, and uh, they do have shows going on there very late if you are not getting into the Red Barn for the late-night shows. 
Now, the Red Barn is another stage. Uh, the Red Barn is a separate ticket for for most of the events in there. And I believe uh, change this year, they actually are. Um, it's a separate ticket for the late night Red Barn on Thursday as well. And I believe that is a change from previous years. Now, we also can't forget the Vibe Tent. The Vibe Tent is where you're going to see most of your EDM music. And uh, that's a that's a big deal for some people. There aren't a ton of jam festivals that have EDM, and not only does summer camp have EDM music, but it has it going for a good portion of the weekend. Of course, you can catch music all over the grounds of summer camp throughout the weekend, and I believe uh, there's a private Humphreys McGee set in the church at some point. Uh, the other two main places that you can find music, though, uh, the first one is the Soul Shine Tent. Now, the Soul Shine Tent has a lot of stuff going on. Uh, there are uh, art showings going on there. There are different kinds of exhibitions. There are, uh, I believe, they do yoga in there. There's classes. There's open mic in there, which you should look into if you uh, want to bring an instrument and show off your talents at summer camp. And uh, they have late night shows in there as well. So uh, you're definitely going to want to check out the schedule when you get to camp for the Soulshine stage. Uh, the Soulshine tent, I should say. And then the last place that I should mention is the VIP lounge. Now, that's one of the things I, I think I mentioned in the last podcast. Uh, that is a perk with uh, getting a VIP ticket and getting in there. Um, that VIP lounge, those shows are great. Last year, Kyle Hollingsworth played in there. It was just fantastic. Mo did an acoustic set that was unbelievable in there last year. Uh, so the VIP ticket is definitely worth it. Now, the other thing that I forgot to mention last week about the VIP ticket is that that does come with one late night ticket to the Red Barn. And those tickets go really fast. There's limited space in there. Now, uh, one of the things I've been seeing in the Facebook group of people asking about uh, the late night shows is why do they have to charge more? Some people feel as if they've they've paid for the festival and they shouldn't have to pay an additional fee. Uh, I'm going to read you a couple things that I have read about that. Well, on the on the question and answer section of the website, it says, "Are the late night sets the only sets some bands play?" Uh, so first of all, let's be clear. Every band that plays at summer camp will play a day set that's open to everyone. Uh, the late night sets are in addition to the other sets. So don't think that there's going to be a band that you can't see that's only playing with a limited ticket run in, in the Red Barn. That's not going to happen. All of those artists are going to play other sets some point during the day. Uh, it says uh, There's another question that says, why do the late night shows not happen on the main stage? Now, uh, there's local noise ordinances that require the main stage music ends at 2 a.m. all three days of the festival. Are all late night shows ticketed was uh, another one of the questions. And uh, the, I think I've already answered that. And the answer is no. Summer Camp offers a whole bunch of late night options. Um, there's jams around the campfire. There's soul shine tent performances. And there are uh, late night DJs in the vibe tent. So there's plenty of music for everyone if you don't want to throw down for that extra ticket. Now, I also feel like we need to uh, talk about something pretty important here uh, that's maybe not necessarily related to the music, but can definitely affect your enjoyment of the weekend. And that is the showers and the crappers. Shitter was full! 
Now, the shower facilities, there are indoor shower trailers with air conditioning and hot water. These are available for a small fee in general camping. There are also showers in the VIP campground, and those facilities are free for those who purchase the VIP upgrade. Uh, the bathroom facilities. As with any festival, there are porta potties everywhere. We all know how fun that is. Uh, they do a pretty good job of keeping them clean each day. Um, you know, you, you got to pick your time. If you're a regular festival goer, you know to keep an eye when that truck comes around, and right after the truck leaves, you've got fresh toilet paper, you've got a clean porta potty. There are also air-conditioned bathroom trailers with full flushing toilets and rinse sinks that are provided in the general campground just north of the RV area, actually near the showers. And uh, there's a question on the FAQ on the, on the website that said, what time do bathrooms and showers close? Uh, the porta-potties never close. Uh, bring a flashlight. That always helps. Uh, the bathroom and shower trailers do close at 9 p.m. in the general festival grounds, but the bathroom and shower trailers are open 24 hours in VIP for those campers with the, with the VIP upgrade ticket. Uh, now we're going to go through a, a couple more things here before we get to our interview. Uh, just questions about tickets that I've found. Uh, do you have to purchase a three-day pass and a VIP ticket at the same time? Uh, the tickets do not have to be purchased together. However, you must have a three-day pass and a VIP upgrade in order to receive your VIP wristband at the gate. Uh, what does the pre-party pass get you? The pre-party pass gets you early entry into the festival Thursday at noon, which is when the gates open. Now, this must be accompanied by a full three-day pass, of course. Uh, there's the question, when is the earliest I can arrive on Thursday or Friday? The gates open on Thursday at noon for pre-party ticket holders. Gates open at 8 a.m. on Friday for three-day pass holders. Uh, what age do children pay? Children under 6 gain free admission to the festival. Children 6 to 12 years of age are half price at the gate only. Uh, how do single-day passes work was another question. Single-day tickets in the past have been available for Sunday only, and I believe that is the case this year. Uh, information regarding on-sale pricing of these tickets will be available on the Summer Camp website. At the time that I'm recording this, it's uh, I don't believe those tickets are currently available, but by the time you're hearing this, they may actually be available. But this has already gone on longer than I want to, and I want to have plenty of time for our guest. Our guest this week is Adam Lewis of Family Groove Company. Now, Family Groove Company, I believe they've been at, I want to say, 14 summer camps, and I'll, I'll let Adam clarify that for you. But Adam is the guitarist for Family Groove Company, and Family Groove Company has been a fixture at summer camp for a long, long time. And uh, also, Adam's just a hell of a guy. And I, I met him years back in, in, a, in a bar in Chicago, and him and Janice... Uh, Waylon, who many of you may know, she she tends to sit in with a lot of different people. The two of them used to just be out handing out Family Groove company CDs everywhere. And that hard work paid off. As I'm sure many of you are well aware, they are an accomplished jam band, a fixture at summer camp, and just the nicest people you're, you'll ever meet. So with that said, we are going to go to the interview with Adam. Uh, I just want to remind you, if you stick around after that interview, we are going to have the jam of the week. And uh, I got another fine selection, live selection from summer camp for you this week. So stick around after the interview.
here with Adam Lewis, and by here I mean on a Skype call. And uh, Adam is the lead guitarist for Family Groove Company. Uh, I, Adam, I always wonder, if I say lead guitarist, does that piss off Janice? Does that piss off the bass player? Uh, I don't think so. Not that that's never, she's never mentioned anything like that. She's pretty, <laughs> she doesn't want to be known remotely as a guitar player. Like she's a bass player and that is a absolutely, player. utterly different from anything related to the guitar, you know, at you least know, in her I, I've always wondered if, if the bass players consider themselves different from, from guitar. I mean, it gets it, kind of referred to that way, but I mean, it is a guitar. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to depend on the bass player, I presume. But, you know, she's also like, you know, um, she she likes to be a supporting role. I mean, that's like, you know, she wants to she wants to be part of the magic of connecting the harmony and the rhythm. You know, that the fundamental bass player's role is where her heart's at, you know. And so she's not a flashy bass player. She doesn't like taking solos and me being the guy who's the antithesis of that. The guy who's like wants to be taking solos and, you know. Um, likes the spotlight. Um, I think she's pretty comfortable with the distinction and the roles being, you know, relatively well defined. And she's the bass player, I'm the guitar player, and she's comfortable with that. I love that we've started off the podcast answering the question, "What would Janice do?" <laughs> it's the most important thing. We'll probably get to that at least four or five more times before this is over. She she would do a lot of things. <laughs> Um, so the standard first question that I'm asking all of the guests on the podcast is what was your first concert? First concert. Yeah. Um, my first concert, I don't remember how old I was, but it was three dog night. Um, you know, like joy to the world. Yeah, my one is the loneliest number. Although I think that's actually Harry Nielsen song, but they really are the ones I think brought to popularity. But yeah, I was terrified. I remember being in the car beforehand, my parents saying like, hey, we're going to go in, like, let's go check, you know, it was maybe like a county fair type thing or something like really low key where other things are going on. And I wanted, I just thought it was gonna be loud. And I wanted nothing to do with this loud music experience. And so I, uh, I tried to get away from it, but I had a good time. I was maybe seven or eight or something. Want some whiskey in your water, sugar in your tea. What's all this crazy question you're asking me? This is the craziest party that could ever be. Don't turn on the lights, cause I don't wanna see. Mama told me that's gone. Mama told me that's gone. She kinda said it like this, took on the side, saying, That ain't the way that fun goes. Oh, she tried to raise me right, you know what I mean. Open up the window, let some air to this room. Yeah, I, I find people always have different, uh, people want to clarify, like, well, my first concert was this, but the first concert that had an impact on me was this. And, I mean, those are different ones for me, I think, too. But Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that was just the official first. The first one that I was, that, like, I bought a ticket to was maybe Guns N' Roses and Skid Row at Alpine Valley um, in uh, early... 90s maybe something like that it was awesome me and my buddy and his dad we went up there and had a good time when i was eighth grade or something like that I'm Kurt Loder with MTV News. Guns N' Roses finally kicked off their long-awaited 1991 world tour here at Alpine Valley Music Theater in East Troy, Wisconsin on Friday night. And without any further ado, here's a look at how it went. 
<laughs> I can't imagine being an eighth grader at that show. Yeah, um, it w- it ran the gamut. There was like there was everybody. There were young folks, and then you know whatever forties, fifties. I mean, it was a pretty wide range of folks, but every tons of leather, as much leather as you could have. <laughs> yeah, Good that's time. great. Yeah. It's a uh, yeah. It's a it's a far cry from my first concert, which was uh, Huey Lewis in the News with the Sub Dudes opening. Cool. Uh, I gotta tell you, man, that was actually the first concert I wanted to go to. I loved Huey Lewis when I was I don't know, like sixth grade or whatever it was, and I saw that they were coming to Chicagoland, and I wanted to go see a Huey Lewis concert. I remember that distinctly, being like, "Let's go do this." I think I just heard the album Sports or something like that, and I'm like, "Let's go yeah. see Huey Lewis," and then I just like. I remember if I didn't care enough or my parents didn't make a company. I, I don't remember the details. That's so funny. I wonder if that was the same concert. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was, I think it was at Poplar Creek. Poplar Creek. Um, which is kind of defunct now. But yeah, that was it, it was it was a great show, as I recall. I, I think I was in sixth grade at the time. Yeah. And uh, it, it had a pretty good impact on me. I'll, I'll tell you, I was I was pretty excited when Huey was playing with Umphreys a c- couple years ago. It's, it's summer camp. Holy, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So um, I learned a little bit about you guys, something that I didn't know, and that's the uh, family group company started in California. I just kind of always assumed you guys were all from here. Um, were some of you from here, or were you all from California and then moved here to, to, together? Yeah. Um, the Jordan Wilco, our keyboard player and lead singer, him and I are high school buddies, and we have been working on music together since high school, and we've worked on it together at college. We went to University of Iowa um, for a little while and then just decided we wanted to go to music school and so we went to the Musicians Institute in Los Angeles. So when we were out there we met um, Janice who's from Pennsylvania and um, Matthias who is our drummer for the first uh, 11 or 12 years or so of the band um, who's from Sweden and so the the four of us kind of worked and, and did like the Hollywood circuit for about two years just a little shy of that together and then um resolved that we wanted to leave la it just wasn't quite the musical home for us so we considered a handful of different places and settled on chicago for a handful of reasons um it's nice to be in the middle of the country for touring purposes and you know between jordan and i we also had a nice group of friends here to to start the fan base off with so it wasn't quite like starting from scratch um so we First, our first show was in the was January thirty first, two thousand and one, and I think we moved. We got back to Chicago in oh gosh, I don't remember. If it was two thousand two or two thousand three? I think two thousand two, something like that. So that's when. But so the vast majority of our time has been here. What was the first venue you played here? Do you remember? First venue here, yeah, it was the. Uh, uh, that's Elbow Room. Yeah, uh, oh. Elbow Room. That's the one on Lincoln, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, Elbow that's Room. Right. That was the first Chicago venue we played. And I think that was in, it was uh, September, September, October, December, November, something like that of the first year we got back here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've seen you guys all over Chicago, Martyrs and Subterranean. And uh, is there is there a venue that you haven't played that you want to? Um, the, I think just like the, the big venues are the ones, um, on, like on my list. Um, we've done a lot of the big ones. We played 
the Riv. We played the Vic. We haven't done the like the Aragon. Um, that would be pretty cool. We've done Park West. Um, that's an awesome venue. There's some of the uh, like we haven't played Lincoln Hall. We hope to do that soon. So that's kind of a a, a tamer one, but one we, we're definitely excited about. We'd love to get over there. Yeah, for for those of the. Uh... For those of the listeners that are not from Chicago, Lincoln Hall is a fairly newer venue in, in the scope of how long you guys have been playing anyway. So it makes sense that you haven't made it there yet, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, let's switch over to summer camp. Uh, how many summer camps have you been to? I, I think I read 14. Does that number sound right to you? That sounds right to me, yeah. 14 years of playing. I, I feel like you guys are, it, like, summer camp wouldn't be summer camp without Family Groove. And I, I, I've said that about a couple bands. I mean, obviously, Umphreys and Moe, but, um, I mean, part part of what I love about the festival is is not only seeing you guys, but I, I run into you every year. And uh, at, and I enjoy those conversations. It's uh, it's fun. It's like, oh, they're, here, here's the time of the year where I, see, I run into Adam. You and Greg Fundus, I run into you guys every year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Greg's great, man. Um, yeah, you know, 14 years, it's a long time. I think we we kind of ran through the the list of bands for, you know, since we started. And I think Keller maybe has as many years as we do, but not consecutively. Uh, so beyond that, it's just Umphreys and Mo are the only other two bands that have had longer tenures than us. So that's a really cool thing, and and um, you know we couldn't be more grateful to the folks at summer camp for you know continuing to have us back and being supportive. They've you know taken great care of us um, ever since the beginning. Um, really helped us grow the fan base. And, um, yeah, summer camp's been is without a doubt the highlight of our year. You know what we love our New Year's shows, and we love summer camp. Those are the two two ones that are major contributors for, to our our year. But yeah, you know I, I love. In particular, just to get to your, you know, about running into you, yeah, man, like being Family Group Company in particular has been made it a point to be accessible and to be out there um, and spend time with um, the folks that that want to give to us and give. If folks want to give us their energy, we want to give it back. We want to spend time with them. We want to sit and have a beer, be able to chat. Um, it's important. I remember being at a, at a gig. I don't remember how many years ago it was, six years ago, seven years ago. And I just had to use restroom and I walk in the restroom and, you know, there was a green room and a restroom and all that backstage. But um, I just went in, in the regular room and a guy like looks over at me and says, oh, my God, you're Adam from Family Group Company and you're pissing right next to me. <laughs> you know, he just like loved that here I am, like ready to, you know, hang out with the regular folks. and Like, yeah, man, I am just a regular dude, just like you. <laughs> You're a regular dude, but you don't get a break from being a rock star, even when you're taking a leak. Don't get a break. That's right. <laughs> um, I, you know, I think you and I met at Griffin's uh, way back in the day, which is a defunct Chicago bar. And uh, I, I think I said in my intro that you and Janice were everywhere handing out Family Groove CDs for a while. Yeah, yeah. Griffin's Griffin's was a tremendous, um, a tremendous part of the Chicago scene. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's where how Cornmeal became Cornmeal. I mean, it was their Wednesday night gig. Um, that was incredible. And, you know, Hack and Weez did their thing. Uh, it was Thursdays, right? That's right. And then Open Jams. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it was a awesome community. Um, and, and you're right. And Janice and I, I mean, the whole band, 
went and we we spent uh, you know just about every night that we weren't out of town playing, we would try to go out and see some music. We'd bring some discs with us and, and hand them out and you know let folks know who we were. I think we we went through like almost fifty thousand CDs that we handed out for free in the first um, like four or five years of being in Chicago. Like a really astounding number of discs that we handed out. Yeah. I, I believe that, and and I believe that I probably have at least twenty or thirty of them. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like forty nine thousand of them. You could be like <laughs> the sole reservoir family company. I I still have them all, and in fact, uh, I know exactly where they are. Um, I I've kept all my CDs as backups, and I I'm kind of a hoarder when it comes to that. But uh, at some point, I converted them all, so you're you're also a big chunk of a hard drive somewhere too. So. Cool. That's awesome, man. Um, so we talked about the Chicago venues, but um, I was thinking that you maybe have played more stages than anyone at summer camp. Um, it, you, you mentioned Umphrey's uh, having maybe a year or two more than you. They started in 2003, so I think they might be pretty much on par with you guys. Um, so, mo- I mean, most the only one that I know of that's been to every festival uh, besides you know, my, myself and their families and... Uh, some some of the behind the scenes people, Jay and Ian probably. Yeah. Um, but it so you've played the Starshine stage a lot, uh, formerly Jaeger stage for for the veterans, and I, I you've played the Campfire stage, and I know you've played the Moonshine stage, the main stage. Uh, have you played Starshine? Let's see, uh, not Starshine. Have you played? I assume you've played the Camping stage at some point, maybe before it moved. Here's a. Th- yeah, so I get just a hair confused with some of the, the smaller ones just because names changed around, locations changed a bit. Um, and so when, there used to just be, you know, four stages. I think when we first started, you know, there was Sunshine, Moonshine, uh, Camp. I don't remember camping. it was camp, Camping. Yeah, Camping. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then I thought there was one other. Um, but yeah, Camping was our... Cramping was where we started, and I believe we did two years there. Um, then they added the campfire stage, and I know you guys have played that one. Yeah, campfire. I think we did it for the first time last year. Um, so the sunshine stage is the, like the second main stage. Have you guys played that? Yeah. Okay, so I, I think that covers it except the red barn, right? We played the barn too, man. You played the barn? Yeah, we've done. Yeah, sunshine. We played. We played quite a bit of sunshine. We did that maybe four or five times i would guess moonshine was only once barn was twice we played before galactic um and we also we did our lebowski set there we've done three years in the barn two or three years yeah these things they start getting hazy when we're talking about eight nine ten years ago I wish I had seen the Lebowski set. I'm, I, I know I didn't, and I can't remember why. But you know, you have to make hard choices at summer camp. That's one thing people will learn. <laughs> yeah. Um. You you mentioned opening for Galactic. Uh. Is there a, a band that you've opened for that you were most excited about? 
I mean, not necessarily at summer camp, just in, in, in general. That's a good question, man. Uh, we played, we played a lot of good, a lot of cool gigs. Um, we did a, we did a cool set with Mo. That was a lot of fun that we opened up, opened up for them. Um, at the, that was the Riviera gig. Um, Maybe about four, five years ago, that was pretty awesome. Um, and there's so many, there's so many great bands, you know. That you know, maybe it's not always necessarily, you know, like a, a bigger name band, but there's, um, you know, awesome funk bands. And, you know, back when we were, back when we were in LA, we opened a couple gigs for Robert Walters' band, and he's the keyboard player with uh, like, Great Boy All Stars, and you know, he's yeah, done 20th stuff. Congress, right? 20th Congress, exactly. Um, and we were just thrilled to be playing with him. I mean, he's so funky. And um, Chris, I forget his last name, bass player, was so good. And just a pocket guy, a lot like Janice. Um, and so we were just, um, yeah, through, you know, through the roof to be able to play in front of a funky band who's doing the things we were hoping to do in our near future. So, yeah, that was certainly, at the, at the beginning of Family Group Company, that was the one that, that sticks out that was we're really pumped about. And you've had some collaborations at summer camp too. Is there uh, one of those that sticks out in your head? Collaborations? Uh, yeah, consistently, consistently, uh, Ali crawl is my favorite person to play with at summer camp. Um, you know, she's, you know, both a great friend and a, a tremendous musician and, and, and obviously her enthusiasm and spark, um, just pure, pure raw love for being on a stage and playing music. Um, it's so palpable. I mean, it's it's hard to. I mean, as a as an audience member, you fall in love with Allie when you watch her play, and as a musician, Absolutely. you fall in love with her when you play with her too. You know, it's, it's um, she's really uh, you 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 are inclined to step up and be every bit as. Um, or you try to be every every bit as moving as Ali is when you're on the stage with her. So she, re- I find, really lifts my level of performance when I play with her.
do you, do you uh do you guys camp at uh, at the festival or do you uh do you have the bus or do you have you graduated to hotels now that we're all getting older yeah right um we are de- definitely a hotel band and have been that for a long time uh i don't remember we probably camped a little bit i camped i i you know i had some buddies come in to summer camp when i was younger and they and they would definitely be camping and so i'd you know grab a spot in their tent but i still had a hotel room with the band um um you know it would depend on how the night went sometimes nights turn into camping nights and <laughs> you know unexpectedly but that's always a lot of fun and um but yes for many years we've you know ran a couple vehicles back and forth from the park to the the hotel and, um, yeah, that's that's the way we roll these days. Cool. Um, and are you, you're a camper for sure. Are you a VIP? You must be, right? Um, actually, uh, and this may come as a surprise to some of the listeners, but I have not camped in the VIP. I haven't. Uh, I've actually had a VIP ticket the last two years, but haven't taken advantage. Well, I, I can't say I haven't taken advantage of it. I've gone in the VIP area. I've watched shows in there. I've bought drinks in there. I've used the bathrooms. Uh, but I camp in the woods. I've I've always camped in the woods somewhere, uh, very various parts. I've gone, you know, two or three years in one spot and two or three years in another spot, and um, it kind of depends on when I get there, really. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. And it, as you may have figured out over the years, I'm often uh, there by myself, which some people find weird. And uh, as I said in one of my summer camp blogs, uh, camp counselor recaps, that is, uh, I it's. It seems it may seem weird to people, but it, it's it's a great way to go. <laughs> you have you you do what you want when you want, and there's twenty thousand of your friends right around you at all times. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I love that. I, I love. I mean, just any chance. I mean, it's great to walk around summer camp with you know with family group company and all of us as a group. Uh, but it's tremendous to be able to you know be out on your own for a bit and and take it in the way you want and you know you know. I mean, especially when you're running around and you, you bump into somebody you know, but your friend doesn't know that person, like, and you introduce them, but, you know, you want to talk to the person you bumped into, they kind of want to get to the show you're on your way to, you know, it's all, all gets complicated quickly when you're running around with a large group of people, you get separated, and cell phone service is terrible, that doesn't work, you know, reconnecting is a disaster, yeah, independent is a lot of, a lot of flexibility. It's a little bit like having uh, conversations with kids. Like you, everybody kind of understands you. You can just walk away in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> like I've got to get to this show. Right. <laughs> totally. And 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 with a kid, it's I've got to stop my son from killing himself. Hold on. Right. <laughs> Everyone's flexible. Everyone's ready to take that as a legitimate answer for sure. Um, so, uh, what, uh, just a couple more and we'll wrap it up. Uh, what music and or podcasts are you currently listening to? What's, what's in your playlist or what's in your, uh, doesn't, doesn't have to be music podcasts either way. Yeah. I'm not so much, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, so I don't have any very good answers on that front. Um, a buddy of mine, his, um, wife was just posted a, video of her and her son sort of dancing in the car um about a a week or so ago and i didn't know the band it was the california honey drops i bet you everyone knows them but me but i don't know i it was like (laughs) not you it was so cool man i guess they've been on jam cruise a little bit but i hadn't heard about them but it is um it's like uh an r&b type thing 
but the guys are pretty young. I mean, I, I, I'm guessing late twenties or something like that. Uh, really soulful stuff, man. And I was nuts about that. Um, otherwise I've been trying to check out classical stuff lately because I'm, uh, really inept on that front. I just don't know that much and I'm excited by it, but I just never really dug in. I was always busy with other stuff. So I've been listening to some violin stuff, um, some Bach lately and wondering if I can convert some of that to guitar and I'm excited by the idea, but not terribly excited about the actual implementation. That sounds like it will be difficult. Um, you know what's also really cool? I'm sure everyone knows Wolfpack, but the Theo, the Theo's solo album is super cool. Uh, there's a lot of great songwriting in there. I'm very excited about their Metro shows coming up. I'm going to one of them. Yeah, you'll be there. I'll be there on Thursday. I think I'm going on Friday. On Friday? That's too bad. Uh, the other cool band, Matt, well, I'm going to see all of them. Three-Step Maneuver. They're, they're, they're killer. It's a, it's a, I believe, British funk trio. Maneuver and it's Maneuver M A N O E U V R E. It's good stuff. And uh, and I we need white denim at summer camp, man. Uh, I've been really digging them lately. They're just a really interesting band, blending a lot of uh, root stuff, funky stuff, rock and roll. You know, it just it all comes together. I think that's a knockout band tonight. I hope the guys at summer camp are listening to this right now and or whenever they listen to it and hunt down some white denim for us. All right, we'll we'll push that for 2018. I have a a feeling by the time this podcast comes out, that lineup's going to be pretty set (laughs) in stone. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, something I didn't know, and I just found out in our emails is that you, you teach, do you, uh, what do you teach? Yeah, uh, I teach, uh, guitar, bass, piano, and drums. Um, you know, I went to music school for, uh, guitar and, and the other ones I just picked up because it was important to me to, you know, have some, uh, have some ability on those instruments. And so it's largely self-taught. I mean, bass, despite my declarations at the beginning of the podcast, is similar enough to guitar that I can make a pass at it, and it's not so terrible. Obviously, I'm no Janice, no one, or at least uh, I'm not ready to touch her ability on the uh, instrument. But um, yeah, no problem teaching bass. And then piano, I just always cared about having some, um, and just be able to, to be able to play a bit. So I worked on that a lot at school. And then drums, I just kind of picked up as just being in the band and, and watching my drummers play and talking a lot uh, with them about it. I've always been a rhythm guy, so I was naturally um, sort of curious about how drums went about doing their thing. But yeah, so I, I go out, I work out in the in the burbs, and I go to students' homes, and I teach lessons there and sort of bounce around uh, a suburb for four afternoons out of the week. And that's how I've, you know, sort of made ends meet ever since uh, moving to Chicago. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I want to thank you again for uh, doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Derek. I really appreciate the time. It was a lot of fun to do this and 
chat about this and get pumped up for summer camp, man. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm ready. Oh, you know who I we you know what I didn't ask you is who are you most excited about seeing this year? Um, that's a good question. Um, you know, I'm I'm a Wood Brothers fanatic, man. So that's who I'm going to be chasing after. Um, I'll be standing right next to you. Yeah, awesome, man. Yeah, them, and then I, you know, I I tend to do my best to go check out bands who I I'm I haven't heard of before. You know, I I try to go see them, and and often. You know, I mean, every year find a handful of bands that I'm really excited about. So um, the truth is, I don't, I can't tell you the names of the bands I'm going to go see because I don't know who they are yet. <laughs> well, and that's that's part of the fun of it is is finding some mu- new music too. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly, yeah. Summer the guys at Summer Camp do a tremendous job, giving us a wide array and and pushing the envelope. You know, it's changed so much over the years, and um, I think that is in part because of the way they've grown and um, as uh, folks who are putting on the festival and the way the you know the music scene has changed and the way the listeners have changed and and it's they're so adaptable and that's such um uh you know i think they're masterful about the way that they come up with their lineups yeah agreed good stuff man for sure all right man well it's good to talk to you and uh adam will be you guys have some shows coming up i would love to promote but i'm just not sure when this podcast is going to drop so uh is there uh, anywhere where you want people to find you online? Yeah, go to Family Groove Co. Family Groove Company dot com, um, and you'll uh, all the all the dates will be there. And uh, you know, F- Facebook is great too. Of course, everything's uh, up to date there. It's nice. We can. It's a little easier to chat with folks via Facebook. So that's definitely a great resource as well too. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Adam. We will see you at camp. Awesome, Derek. You're the best, man. Thanks for chatting. All right. Take care, buddy.
all so much. Really can't tell you how much this means. I was having a blast playing for you guys today. You guys enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Big thanks to the Third Coast Horns for making this so much fun. We will see you all again real soon. Alright, that was Family Groove Company wrapping up their set in 2014 with The Charmer. I want to thank Adam Lewis once again for taking the time to talk to me. And I want to try to keep these podcasts under an hour, so we're going to jump right into the jam of the week this week. And what this podcast needs is some umph love. So we are going to get just that. This is a selection from Summer Camp 2013. And it has Dominic Lolly of uh, Big Gigantic sitting in on saxophone. The selection is Bright Lights, Big City. I want to thank you all again for listening. Be sure to tune in the next couple weeks. We've got some very exciting guests coming up. All right, we'll see you at camp. We cannot thank you guys enough for coming back year after year and making this thing grow and become what it has. Uh, it's been beautiful to watch, and uh, we can't wait to see what happens. But for now, let's just enjoy tonight.
got Dom from Big Gigantic. He's going to help us throw a little party right now for a couple minutes.
Dominic Lally, big gigantic. 